Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. (laughs) How does the song go, Jam? Welcome to the Faith in Kids podcast. Thanks, Ezra. It is terrific to be here. Jam and I are feeling so Christmassy, our heads are about to blow off our bodies. Jam, how Christmassy are you feeling? I'm super Christmassy. I'm jingle belled to the max and I cannot wait. The Christmas tree is fake, but we do have a smell of Christmas tree. So our Christmas tree smells amazing. There is a chance that you at home are listening to this in mid-February and may I say you're so very welcome. There's never a bad time to think about the adventure of Christmas. Great, let's have a whip around question to get us in the mood. When did you last go on a long journey to see someone exciting or when did you last have to wait a long time? I'll go first because it's Christmas related. On Christmas Eve, maybe 25 years ago, I went to Cambridge for carols at King's, which is a really super Christmassy thing. Cambridge is nowhere near me. It wasn't at all convenient. I really wanted to go. And you can't get tickets, or at least you couldn't then. And you had to queue up from about nine o'clock in the morning uh, and wait until one o'clock when they let you into the church and then three o'clock when the service actually starts. I was very excited. How about you, Ed? I actually remember as a child going to collect the turkey with my dad. And it was like one of the most exciting things in the world to drive 25 minutes. And as ever, my dad knew a man who did some something special. So I don't know how we knew a turkey farmer, but we did. And it was probably uh, down country lanes as well. Dad just drove me to a weird, obscure farm in the middle of nowhere. Someone handed you a turkey with no questions asked. OK, so answer the question. When did you last go on a long journey to see someone or something or get something exciting? Go. Thank you.
had a whip around question because the wise men went on the most excited, the longest journey you can imagine to see someone they just had to meet. It probably took them months to get there. So, where are we in the story, Ed? I have loved meeting the characters of The Adventure of Christmas. Who is your favourite? Ready? Zachariah and Elizabeth. God gave them a baby. Old, lovely, godly couple. Obedient to God. They give you big hugs. Mary, very young, due to be married. She was a thinker, careful. When God told her what was happening, she agreed. She trusted. What a great woman! Episode three, all about Joseph, young, due to marry Mary, careful to do the right thing, gentle and loving, but determined to be good. He heard God's plan, said he was good with it. What a hero, Joseph! Then the shepherds, grubby, tired, in a field with their sheep, full of stories. When the angel told them a story, up it they went and left. Brave, keen for the adventure, told everyone, shouted a lot. What a bunch of adventurers. Today, the wise men. Totally different, wealthy, very clever, confident, highly respected, but they were part of the adventure too. Wow. I think you're ready for some fun facts. Am I right? Oh, fun fact me, Jam. Here's some fun facts about what you do when you meet Her Majesty the Queen. Because, obviously, the um, Magi... The wise men were going to meet a king and there is not a sea cucumber in sight. There will not be a jam no in these fun facts. What a relief, Jam. A lot of people have to turn their radio down for your fun facts. If you met the Queen for the first time, Ed, what would you call her? My Queen, my Lady, Mrs Windsor, Your Majesty or Ma'am? Your Majesty. You would call her Your Majesty for the first time. And subsequently, you wouldn't call her Ma'am, you'd call her Ma'am. Because ma'am rhymes with lamb, not mom rhymes with palm. Apparently, they just don't say that anymore. You say ma'am. Can you say ma'am, Ed? Ma'am. Jam, like many of your fun facts, I just simply would not have known that. Yeah. Well, this is all very important for when you eventually uh, you do meet uh, the queen or the king. Upon being presented to the queen, uh, you should bow and women should curtsy. Now, Ed, be careful. You just incline the head. You bow your head. Not from the waist, because you don't want to bump heads with the Queen. Worst thing you could ever do is headbutt the Queen by accident. That is really bad. Uh, and then, if you're a lady, you curtsy. It should be discreet but dignified. Okay. With a slow rise, maintaining eye contact. But it's not a staring contest, OK? So just bear that in mind. Jam, what is curtsying? I can't describe it without doing it, and it's a okay. podcast, so this isn't right. going to work. But okay. mums, get up where you are and show your daughters how to curtsy. Right. Um, if you're driving, this might have to wait till later. <laughs> Here's a really exciting thing. The Queen has secret signals. So firstly, when the Queen has finished eating, we've all finished. Okay? So she finishes her meal. We all now stop eating. Um, out of respect for her it's really annoying because she does not have a big appetite but the big question is ed how is the queen holding her bag if her handbag is on the table at dinner that means she's basically saying this all ends in five minutes okay give it five minutes and i'm out of here if you're talking to her and she switches her handbag from one arm to the other 
you've kept her too long and someone is going to come along and say, Ah, oh, Your Majesty, uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury would very much like to meet you and she'll, they'll usher her away. Uh, even if the Archbishop of Canterbury's not there, I think they'll say the Archbishop of Canterbury um, would like to meet you. Um, and obviously, uh, the other thing is, if she's hitting you with the bag, you're probably going to be sent to the Tower of London. Uh, but I don't know if that's ever, ever happened. But the big question is, Ed, what does she keep in the bag? I think she probably has a small amount of Lego for when conversations oh, get boring. Yeah, I think that's right. Plasticine, Play-Doh. Does she keep a driving licence in the bag? She's not... No, she has got one. She learned to drive a truck in the war. She can drive, but she's the only person who doesn't need a driving licence. So, frankly, she could drive 100 miles an hour down the highways, and if you pulled her over and asked for a driving licence, she would say, deal with it, I'm the Queen. What is the right thing to do when you meet a baby? There are some things we don't do. No shouting, no firm handshakes and no big, tight, squeezy hugs. Perhaps a gentle squeeze of the finger or a kiss on the forehead. Jam, what is your preference for when you meet a baby? I tend to offer a finger to be grabbed. Okay, thank you, Jam. That is an acceptable way to meet a baby. This is the problem the wise men had faced today. A baby who was also a king, what do you do? We're going to have a reading now from Matthew's Gospel. Here we go. Our reading is from Matthew chapter 2, starting at verse 1. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the time when Herod was king. After Jesus was born, some wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. They asked, Where is the baby who was born to be the king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east. We came to worship him. When King Herod heard about this new king of the Jews, he was troubled, and all the people in Jerusalem were worried too. Herod called a meeting of all the leading priests and teachers of the law. He asked them where the Christ would be born. They answered, In the town of Bethlehem in Judea, the prophet wrote about this in the scriptures. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are important among the rulers of Judah. A ruler will come from you. He will be like a shepherd for my people, the Israelites. Then Herod had a secret meeting with the wise men from the east. He learned from them the exact time they first saw the star. Then Herod sent the wise men to Bethlehem. He said to them, Go and look carefully to find the child. When you find him, come tell me. Then I can go worship him too. The wise men heard the king and then left. They saw the same star they had seen in the east. It went before them until it stopped above the place where the child was. When the wise men saw the star, they were filled with joy. They went to the house where the child was and saw him with his mother, Mary. They bowed down and worshipped the child. They opened the gifts they brought for him. They gave him treasures of gold, frankincense and myrrh. But God warned the wise men in a dream not to go back to Herod. So they went home to their own country by a different way. I once stood for three hours just outside a school, beside a road, on the pavement, not moving from the spot, wearing a bright red and white wig. I was waiting for one particular car and when it went past, I went nuts. 
I waved, I smiled, and I tried to take a photo, but I was so excited I managed to not take a photo. I left very happy and I cycled home with a big smile because I'd been waiting for the Queen to drive past. She was visiting a school. She did visit the school and I was there to witness it. I have seen the Queen. I treated her differently to everyone else. I wouldn't have done that for anyone else. When I saw her car, I made a decision to do something very special because of who she is. In the story today, we say that the wise men decided to do something very special because of who Jesus is. They worshipped Jesus Christ. If you listened carefully in this story, you would have heard three names Jesus was given. In verse 2, he's called the king. That's because he's the absolute ruler of God's world. He is, in fact, God himself. All of creation, every tree, every panda bear, every boy and every girl, every mum and every dad, every adult answers to Jesus. Jesus is the Christ. That is a word that means God's promised king, chosen by God. This baby Jesus is where all history points. Everything that had happened before was about him. Everything that happens today is about him. He is that final king who will rule forever. Finally, verse 6, he's the shepherd. Jesus came to care. Like a good shepherd, he puts the needs of his flock before his own. He died for his flock. He died to protect his people so that we can be safe. Now listen for when the wise men met this baby, the king, the Christ, the shepherd. When the wise men saw the star, they were filled with joy. They went to the house where the child was and saw him with his mother, Mary. They bowed down and worshipped the child. Can you dream of meeting anyone better to worship? How could we not worship him? The wise men knew who the baby was, so they worshipped. Christmas is not just for the people we expect to worship Jesus. Jesus is not just for the religious types. Christmas is for the people like the wise men. The men who have come from far away, the people who are in the wrong place, the people who notice them because they don't belong, the people who don't know what the Bible says. Christmas is for the people who understand who Jesus is, the King, the Christ, the Shepherd. Make a decision to do something very special because of who Jesus is. Surprise yourself this Christmas by worshipping him. In fact, don't stop at Christmas. For the whole of next year, live lives that worship Jesus Christ. That means live lives that are different. Living to please him. The words you say, the decisions you make, even the thoughts you have. Do them all for Jesus. I'm going to pray that's the case. Dear Father, 
we pray that we would be like the wise men. Would we be wise? Would we decide to worship Jesus because he is the King, the Christ, our shepherd? Thank you that there's no one better to worship. And would every moment of our lives be lived to please him? By your spirit, help us to know how and what it will look like. Amen. Amen. Lots to talk about in Ed's Got Questions. If you're under five, do you remember what the wise men did when they met Jesus? If you're fives to seven, what do you think it looked like to see grown men worshipping a baby? What do you think they actually did? Eights to elevens, what would it look like if we worshipped Jesus? If someone was watching our lives, lived to worship Jesus, what would they see? Over elevens, what one choice could you make or do you make to worship Jesus that makes you different? We're going to have those questions again at the end. But now, let's just ask the question, what would it look like for grown men to worship a baby? Let's listen to two grown men figure it out. There it is. That's the house where the king is. Uh, are you sure this is right? This is Bethlehem in Judea. But that's just a house. Well, we're looking for a king... So there must be a palace around here somewhere. See the way the stars are pointing? It's like a massive cosmic arrow saying, this is the place. OK, well, well, maybe the king is out visiting a commoner who lives in a not very nice house. That sounds like our sort of king. And there he is, through the window, look. I can't see a king. Just a young lady. Some bloke standing down a table and a little... Ki- no. That's him. He's just a kid. So? This is where we've been led. Go with it. It's not exactly weirder than anything else we've been through. I suppose. The oddest star we've ever seen. Ancient predictions. Asking for directions from an evil king. You left your luggage at that oasis. Yeah, and your camel broke down. I couldn't believe that. I'd had it fully serviced and everything. And here we are. That's the king. So, what do we do for kings? Especially this kind of a king. Bow and worship? Bow down and worship. But what if he thinks I'm a donkey? Well, you are a bit of a donkey. No, I mean, if I'm there bowing down on all fours, the kid might think we're pretending to be donkeys and jump on and start riding us around. It's possible. He's the king. He can do what he likes. And it does actually sound quite fun. The perfect end to our amazing adventure. Let's get in there. Bow and worship. I wouldn't start out pretending to be a donkey. Okay, sorry, just got carried away. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. child is born
shoulders and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace prince of peace that's unto us a child is born from slugs and bugs family christmas get it it's now so excited about Christmas, it sounds like he's hiding in his cupboard. Whether you are about to have a brilliant Christmas, whether you have had a brilliant Christmas, whether you can't even remember what Christmas was, it has been great to be with you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for talking. And I know you're doing it for Jesus and not Jam and I. It's been a pleasure having you and we can't wait to come back. If you're a parent, I hope you've checked out our Faith in Parents podcasts on the same stream. Or if this is the first time you've listened to us, we have a pile of these family podcasts for you. Check out the summer ones in the Beatitudes. We'll be back next year. Cheerio. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Oh, and Merry Christmas. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Unto us a child. If you're under five, do you remember what the wise men did when they met Jesus? If you're fives to seven, what do you think it looked like to see grown men worshipping a baby? Eights to elevens, what would it look like if we worshipped Jesus? If someone was watching our lives, lived to worship Jesus, what would they see? Over elevens... What one choice could you make or do you make to worship Jesus that makes you different? Five is all right. <laughs> I don't actually remember that conversation, Jack. It doesn't sound like me.